Hi, my name is John Kim. I'm a therapist who went through his own rebirth many years ago, and I've been documenting my journey ever since, sharing my life lessons and revelations. I believe in casual over clinical, with you instead of at you. I come unrehearsed on purpose because self-help doesn't have to be so complicated. The first thing I want to say is thank you to uh, you guys, this this amazing team. Um, tonight is night one, and it's already proof of um, how well we we uh, how well we dance. So I think I've said this before, but I want to. I uh, from the A team, you know Hannibal when he says, "I love it when a plan comes together." That. Sarah's laughing. That is um, that is how I how I feel, and it's only been one night. Mm-hmm. What was the first night uh, for you? And before you speak, if you could just a uh, quick intro um, of who you are. We are here at the Miserable Fox Co-ed Retreat in Idlewild, and we just finished night one. Brandon, any thoughts or relations <laughs> of of tonight? <laughs> Um, who are you? What do you do here? And then you could give us your revelations. Who am I? I am Brandon Grew. I am facilitating some neurosomatic revelation breathwork for the group uh, this weekend and um, holding some other space with a goal of kind of getting people out of their comfort zone, um, doing different vulnerability exercises and really stoked for that. And... Um, Wait, real quick. Um, so tomorrow you're going to do uh, some eye-gazing, right? I thought we weren't supposed to say the word eye-gazing. No, it's interesting because <laughs> eye-gazing is not a good sell. If you're, trying to, if you're trying to sell a retreat, do not mention that there's eye-gazing because no one, no one will come. I like to um, scare people. It's a little weird. It's intimidating. Yeah. It's weird. It's intimidating. Yeah, and I, 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 I guess I do like thrive in like the place of – Getting people out of their comfort zone and well, you know, through breath work, through um, you know, exercises like eye gazing, where it gets weird, it gets uncomfortable, it gets. What's intimate. the questions that you're going to ask? Because this was what I thought was interesting. So it's not just eye gazing, but you have this little thing. The the so so yes. take us through that because I think that's really interesting. Yeah, so we'll do uh, about five minutes of eye gazing one on one within the group, and then the next step is usually right into. Uh, the question of if you really knew me, you would know that. Okay, so of course I'm going to do this. We're going to ask an- answer those questions right now. <laughs> <laughs> so, if you really knew me, you'd know that. Now that John said that, I'm sweating. My palms are sweaty. <laughs> I mean, here's the thing. I have to do it too. Um, but you know what? The point of this is to do things that scare you. And we could have taken the safe route, which is... What's your name? What do you do here? Blah, blah, blah. Or we could go very meta. And as we're talking about these exercises, just do it live. So uh, it is what? If you really knew me, right? And then you finish the sentence. Is that how it works? Yep. If we're really... not going to do eye gazing, but I love, I love that question. <laughs> Wait, can, can you look into my eyes while I do it? Gonna, so, well, the thing about eye gazing is if I look into your eyes, there's a whole period of like <laughs> laughing, being silly. And then it's past that where then it gets serious and then like tears come and you know um, so that that's going to take You don't want to cry right now. My my podcasts are short form so it's going to yeah it's, it's going to take a long time for that that build up. So yeah, that whole foreplay is we don't have time for that. Uh, but the but the question is really that's the jumping into the deep end which I love. Yeah. So do you want to start? 
Sure, I'll start. Okay, so the question is, if you really knew me, finish it. If you really knew me, you'd know that um, I'm proud to be here this weekend. If you really knew me, you'd know that um, I'm honored about the path that I'm on, and I'm honored to be following my, my heart and feel like I'm stepping into my purpose. If you really knew me, you'd know that I'm making a very tough decision right now to uh, leave San Diego and to start a new chapter in Salt Lake City. And again, that's me saying yes to uh, to myself, saying yes to some fears and some discomfort and uh, stepping into the unknown because I feel like that, that chapter is going to be full of, of growth and expansion for me. Um, if you really knew me, you'd know that... I've been doing a lot of work on myself, um, single on purpose for the last two years and feel like I'm finally ready to uh, call it a partner. Oh, shit. Nice. I like that. Sarah Williams, if you really knew me. <sighs> you, you know what I was just thinking? Um, people who we are, uh, I was going to say servicing, but that sounds weird. That sounds dirty. <laughs> what are we, people we're helping? Yes. People, we, people are we, we are serving, yeah. I think, I think we're... Facilitating. People we are facilitating tonight are going to hear this. Because many of them... But much them, later. But much, much... Well, no, my podcast come out pretty quick. Um, so they're going to be able to hear this, uh, which is kind of like the bonus of the DVD. You know, what you didn't see um, on, at the movie, right? The behind the scenes. The director's cut. The director's the cut, director's um, which is cut. really cool. So we are giving them that. We're pulling the curtain back a little bit. Um, Sarah, if you really knew me... Well, hello, everybody. <laughs> My name is Sarah Williams. I'm here this weekend to photograph, capture the magic, and then also lead this incredible group of individuals through an uncomfortable ice experience and also a nature walk on the final day. And let's see. Sarah represents <laughs> adventure. If we were Power Rangers, Sarah would be adventure. Brandon would be breath. Meredith would be, what is the, what is food? Earth? Earth? Is that food? how it works? <laughs> Tummy? I don't know. Um, Paul would be what? Mind? I think heart. Mm. Mm. I agree. Mm, Paul would be heart. Oh. And then I don't know. John would be, be the bus driver. Oh, that's fucked up. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I really appreciate no, all this stalling, just... by the way. You're welcome. Yes. Um, if you really knew me, you would know that I am scared. All the time. Mm. And everything that I do, it's always present. And it's not a matter of moving to fix it or hide it. It's how to live with it and to have that be a constant companion that you look to, but you maybe don't listen to all the time. That's what I got. Oh, I love it. Thank you. Paul, if you really knew me, um, wait, can I just say real quick, uh, Sarah, from the outside, um, because uh, I, I'm sure not just me, so many people see you as fearless, mm -hmm. and so, um, yeah, thank you for sharing that. Yeah. Um, if you really knew me, and I, me is uh, Paul Chamberlain, uh, <laughs> smart, funny, tortured coach, help people process shame and find their essence. And if you really knew me right now, this is what people would call the dark night of the soul. But I'm looking at it as a rebirth chapter 
passing through a birth canal, lots of scary answers, big questions, new opportunities, unbelievable potentials, and uh, those are all fancy words for being currently scared shitless and moving forward with intention. Thank you. Meredith, uh, Meredith, if you really knew me... Um, <clears throat> should I say why I'm here first? Yes. Okay, hi. Who, who are you and why I'm are you Meredith. Here? <laughs> I'm here to cook for everybody, um, to take care of everybody in a, in a different way than they're being taken care of with everyone else, to offer warm, nourishing food, and I love cooking Greek food, sharing my family's culture with others. Um, if you really knew me, you would know that I always think I'm not good enough. Yeah, that I'm not enough. Yeah. Mm. That's always sort of a struggle for me. I noticed that um, you were apologizing a lot because um, the the chicken, because uh, the oven, we didn't know the oven was, was, um, was a play school oven. <laughs> I'm just joking. I'm just joking. It's a gorgeous cafe, um, but it's a, the oven's a little. It's not that the oven's small, but the, it, it has no rack, right? And so we can only uh, we can only place a couple uh, chickens at a time. And uh, you're apologizing profusely for uh, the chicken taking so long, which I noticed, which I think has to do with what you just said, right? Like. Um, being a perfectionist, I'm not enough, you know, taking a black light to what's wrong instead of, um, and we, you know, we fixed it right away because we had access to a full commercial kitchen. So we um, baked half the chicken and then we um, grilled the rest. And I noticed uh, you apologizing. And I think maybe that's, that's where that may come from, some of it. I think, I, first I want to acknowledge that the reason why we were able to come together is because everybody pitched in. Yes. Right? Like Paul it was, was a, cooking. We had, we, exa- well, this is what I'm saying. Like, when a plant, like, uh, I felt like um, uh, we solved problems very fast, almost like telepathically. Yeah. We were. just knew what to do. No one had to bark orders. Mm-hmm. No, and nobody, nobody saw you in the light that you see yourself. It mm-hmm. wasn't like, oh, this is an act, this is, there's, incompetence and we all need to step in it was like a family going yeah well all right everybody roll up their sleeves we're Mm -hmm. in it and it was done out of love it wasn't done out of necessity no i felt that and i appreciate that but i definitely have like imposter syndrome right like that's like a me too yeah Yeah. well and is that because this is your now um third or fourth retreat that you've you've um catered and you've cooked for uh, but still feeling like why do you feel like an imposter well, because you've been things. cooking your entire life. Well, I have, but I'm not like technically. I'm not a professional chef, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Um, I also like feel like I'm not Greek enough. Like I don't like. I feel like that a little bit. Um, I feel like I. Yeah, I don't really know. I just feel like a lot of it's just like I'm not an expert. Like there's not really anything like that. I'm an expert. Like I, but I do. But I do know that what I love is I love cooking for people. I love. Um, taking care of people, nurturing people, like hosting, like I love all of that. I feel more comfortable that the other stuff I feel like because I'm, it's just a little, it's, it's a, it's, um, it's like expressing yourself, right? Yeah. yeah. It's like being fully, it's, it's vulnerable, it's vulnerable. Like you're sure, being vulnerable sure, when sure. you create something for other people, there's a vulnerability in that. Yeah. Oh, I see. Totally see that. Right. right. Food is love. But you know, what's interesting is because I don't know how to cook. 
I see it as, um, of course, I appreciate your food, but I forgot that it is a vulnerable expression, like showing someone your art or your book or the photo you took, right? And so, yeah, when you just said that, I just, I just thought, oh, absolutely. That's like your brushstroke, and you are presenting that. And, you know, um, if you can't paint with certain colors, you're going to feel uh, naked or insecure and all of that, so... Yeah, and when you do it with your family or with your friends, it's more comfortable. But with people you don't know, right. it's, it's a, right. another level of vulnerability, right? Plus, you want to make sure that people are, are enjoying what they're eating, right? Yeah. No, yeah. One, um, no one knew. Everyone loved the food, like always. Thank you. Yeah. If you really knew me, you would know that uh, this is a uh, indirect passive-aggressive advertisement for my next retreat. The Miserable Fucks co-ed, same place, same crew. We got payment plans. We got what else? We... No. Subtle. Subtle. Sorry. Subtle. Eye gazing. Eye gazing. Eye gazing. Eye gazing will be extra. I, you know what? There was a piece of unintentional comedy tonight that was priceless and Meredith was responsible for it mm. and it was telling everybody that they were going to be so goddamn cold tomorrow that they were going to have trouble <laughs> feeling, oh, feeling right. hard boiled eggs right. and eating out of a jar she wasn't trying to be funny no she wasn't she was just like and everybody's like, eyes so got a little bit sweet. wider like I'm going to be physically incapacitated because I'm going to be so cold I know I should that was awesome <laughs> and that came everybody's eyes got a little wider yeah right right Shaky fingers from the ice plunge. Um, if you really knew me, you would know that these uh, last two retreats um, have been life alignment for me in that I have been resistant to doing retreats, pushing them away, because what I really want to do is, you know, write books, get into television, like do all these kind of like big shiny things. Um, and it felt like when I was working in nonprofit, or it feels like that now where it's something I didn't want to do, the universe picked me up, threw me in it, and then in looking back, I realized um, how much learning and joy and uh, purpose was in that. And so these last three retreats, one with Vanessa and then the two miserable fucks, um, I can't deny what I feel. Do you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And what I feel is uh, it's the same feeling. It's a very spiritual feeling that I had um, when I had nothing, khakis, uniform, um, and I was miserable working with uh, teenage addicts um, in the trenches in Los Angeles in a nonprofit. 10 p.m. I didn't want to be there in a you know nondescript home and uh, feeling kind of what we felt at the opening circle. Uh, true stories, heart. Uh, I mean. I mean, these children, their stories were, you know, um, really powerful. And almost driving home that night, um, feeling like, uh, um, feeling like there is a God. Feeling like um, if you can hit some kind of flow state, it is proof that uh, it's not about you in this world. So I would come home, um, you know, into my little uh, Heartbreak Hotel condo in K-Town, feeling so filled up, you know. And uh, I was making thirty grand a year. And my friends were all making six figures, and uh, I just I felt less than and kind of like the outside. But when I was coming home um, from doing that kind of work, I felt very filled up and, and very close to God. And these two retreats, and I already feel it now. It's day one. Um, 
That's what I feel. It's, it's purpose. That's what all it's I purpose. Talk. It's and so what I mean by alignment is, um, I think I get distracted by shiny things, which has always been my thing, right? And then being aligned by not the resume or what I think is going to make me happy, um, but going back to why did why did you even get involved in this in the first place, right? Um, the human exchange stories, uh, people being vulnerable. You know, it's like we didn't have anything fancy other than the food. We had chairs, a bench, a space, you know, a safe space. And um, yeah, and, and within that, the couple hours, um, already feeling feeling human, feeling close, feeling like uh, you're not alone in the world. So, um, Did you want those shiny things because you were comparing yourself to... I think part of it is, um, I think part of it is, uh, and I, I still have that now, I'm not, not going to lie. Um, I think part of it is uh, trying to fill up inside what's lacking by external things. So whether that is um, a beautiful woman or money or uh, 90s, 9-11 Porsche Turbo, black. It has to be triple black. Um, <laughs> what color leather? I said triple oh, black. Oh, triple black. Everything's black. Everything's black. Um, black on black. You know, or a house, or whatever your thing is, right? And so I, I think uh, just, uh, I, I've been in L.A. my entire life, so it's always been about chasing the shine. And then there's also another piece where it's like, I've always tried to fit in. And so if I get the shiny things, then I'm included. Uh, and there's nothing shiny in nonprofit, you know? There's nothing shiny with uniforms and khakis. And for some reason, in the last 10 years, I put retreats into that category, Unless it was like a bougie retreat, right? If I was gonna charge fifteen thousand dollars, we're going to Bali, we're gonna go surf, and you know, then it's like then it's a shiny retreat. But what we're doing here, again, it wasn't intentional. We're shuttling people. We're on the side of a mountain. They're in motel rooms, right? We're like it's a crazy amount of snow. It's there's no retreats. We're throwing people in ice tubs. Like we're bringing, <laughs> we're gonna, you know, we're going hiking. But they're, but they're eating it. With a spoon. No, I know. And it's like... Oh, it's real. It's real. real. So there is no shine. But what's kind of unearthed from that is um, just its goal, you know? It's its purpose, it's fulfillment. And so I I think um, listening to how I feel, because you can't deny that, right? There's there's truth there, because a lot of times I don't trust how I think. There could be tricks in your mind, but how you feel is how you feel. And these last two retreats have been cons- consistent in that way when, you know, go around you hearing these stories. And also with you guys, it's like, it would be a different sign if we all, like, clashed, we're fighting, it wasn't enjoyable. People, You know, like, you know, there's ego and stuff, but, like, when shit's seamless, it's it's always higher for me, yeah. you know. And this felt seamless, you know. Unless tomorrow something happens. <laughs> <laughs> stay, stay tuned for... Uh, for well, stay tuned. tuned. We have today, though. <laughs> What's the second part of the eye-gazing? Which Because you said the first part is if you really knew me, and then there's a, a second piece of this. The second piece is, um, yeah, just actively listening and then, like, repeating back to that oh, person right, what you right, heard. Okay. So, like, yeah, yeah, I okay. hear the story... Okay. Of someone who seems okay. fearless to everyone else, right. but so, is afraid. That's the how we're going to end this, is the caboose of that exercise, right? And so we can take turns. Um, Meredith, with what Brandon said, can you say, 
okay, here's what I hear you saying, and then say in your words what you hear him heard him say about the if you really saw me. Does that make sense? Basically, be a therapist. <laughs> so basically, I'm commenting on what Brandon was saying. Here's what I heard you say, Brandon. Here's what I heard you say, Brandon, is that you are embarking on a really exciting and new chapter of your life where you get to be an authentic version of yourself. Mm-hmm. And, and, and there's no right, right or wrong answer, right? So here's my answer. Um, here's what I heard you say, Brandon. You're ready to love someone. Let's hold eye contact. <laughs> I wanted it. I was... <laughs> um, and now he said much more than that, but I just took that piece. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. That's and what I heard. And like the beauty of it is someone. like, yeah, like just that one piece and what, what Meredith said, like that's, that, that to me is like enough to feel so heard. Sure. Right? And to feel sure. so seen. Right. Um, you, you, we're all doing one at a time. So, Brandon, what did you hear Brandon saying? Sorry, I pointed at you. It's kind of rude. <laughs> I'm pointing at people. I heard Brandon say that he's willing to make difficult decisions in order to find the flow in his life. Mm. Here's, what's, uh, here's what else is interesting and valuable about this exercise. Um, to hear what someone else is saying, because it's going to be different than yours, but it's also right too. Mm-hmm. You know, that's really interesting. So different perspectives. Paul, what did you hear Brandon say? I heard Brendan say that he is unconsciously acknowledging that it is time for growth, mm. that he's evolving. Mm. May not may not consciously recognize it, but it's there and it's not going away. Thank you. Brandon, what did you hear Meredith say? I heard Meredith say that she, at times she feels like she is not enough. Mm-hmm. Sarah? I heard Meredith tell her this, to say this story, that she feels that she is not enough. But I also, somewhere between the lines, hear her ability to recognize her own strengths and to know what they are and to, to love sharing them with anybody who's in her presence. Mm-hmm. Paul, what did you hear Meredith say? I heard Meredith say that she is a... She is starved for people recognizing the power that she has. Mm. I heard Meredith is saying, I am choosing to practice courage by being vulnerable through my craft, which is cooking. And I've now done this three times. Paul, what did you hear Sarah say? I heard Sarah again consciously recognize her fear and hold it up acknowledge it and put it on notice that I see you and this is not going to stand for much longer Mm. Meredith what did you hear Sarah saying I heard Sarah say that she has fear but I but she is still brave like, I feel like I hear Sarah say that she knows the duality of, of both sides of that for herself. And she's choosing to face, like, 
be with her fears mm -hmm. and, and not let them take over, but just sort of see them and still continue. And I, I also think that Sarah, I heard Sarah say that between the lines that she's very powerful person. Mm -hmm. Brandon, what did you hear Sarah saying? I heard Sarah say that she feels like she is always afraid and she she meets that fear with, with resilience and with courage and continues to push through that um, because she knows that just on the other side of what she's afraid of is what fills her up. I heard Sarah say, guys, stop announcing constantly <laughs> that I am courageous and brave because by doing so, you are turning me into a cardboard cutout. So John, can you stop telling people that I was in a cave for six days or that I climbed Mount Everest? I get it. Those are Yes, I've done those things and, and, and I am fearless in those areas, but if that's all you paint, it's not all I am. It's not all who I am. I am also scared. I am also a lot of other things. So, that's what I heard you say. Yeah. Paul, what did you hear me say? I heard you use humor to deflect from the fact that you're trying to figure out the next steps of how to navigate purpose, ambition, desire, all of it is coming together right now and picking a path. Thank you. Sarah, what did you hear me say? I heard you say that you've had many different experiences in your life and through them you're able to now fully understand what alignment and flow feels like for you. Mm -hmm. And that a part of that is something that you are experiencing in this moment on this day, this weekend, and more recently in your life with what you're becoming still and what you've been constantly evolving into and will continue to evolve. Thank you. Brandon, what did you hear me say? That was great, sir. Yeah. Um, I heard you say that, um, you know, there was a time where you had a job and you were making... 30,000 a year and everyone else around you was making six figures, but that's when you felt incredibly fulfilled and you went home every night feeling stoked and like you were making a, a difference in the world and that filled you up because uh, it felt aligned and felt purposeful and uh, along the way you've taken different paths and that's okay and um, this one you've, you've put to the side for too long and, and you decided it was time. It was time to rediscover what really made you happy and what really filled your cup and um, something that was new and launched these retreats and you're ready to continue uh, making a difference because of how impactful they are. You obviously weren't listening because that's not what I said. What are you looking in your eyes? Deflecting. Deflecting again, Paul. Deflecting. Yeah. yeah. But am I deflecting or am I just... I think I am deflecting. Okay, sorry. But uh, he still wants the Porsches and 
So. I still want the vintage Porsche. Yeah, I think okay. it's okay Check to want that. Yeah, why not? It it's not. It's not that you want things. You just have to know why you want them and be okay with the why. So before I wanted them, um, so for pe- outside validation, is for what people I was thinking. would like me or yeah. to make up yes. for other things. Today I want them just because I'm a gearhead. You know. Yeah. Uh, Meredith, what did you hear me say? I heard you say that you um, struggle with the the things that fill you up. And also your desire for shiny things, like the things that emotionally and spiritually fill you up and your desire for shiny things. Mm-hmm. And I heard you say that those things that, that fill you up are giving you yourself as being a shiny thing. Like you are shining because those things, those spiritual things are, are filling you mm-hmm. up. That's interesting. Do you feel heard, John? Yeah, I, I think um, so. You know what I like about that is like uh, instead of wanting shiny things, if you want things that fulfill you, you become the shiny thing mm-hmm. in a way, right? Yeah, like you. Not you in shine. not in a trophy way, but no, but way. like you shine. You like shine. when you when yeah. you when you're aligned with your purpose, right? You 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 shine. I mean, when you're, you know, like you know when you have those days when you're like the people are attracted and want to talk to you, yeah. like yeah. The, they're all they're all green lights. Yeah. Like things just line up. Like it's just because you're, yeah, your light. And finally, Paul. Right? Did we do Paul? We need to do Paul. What did uh... Brandon? What did you, wow, really? Brandon, what did you hear really? Paul say? She wants time. She me? wants time. So Sarah was. Uh, Sarah, what was this called? Sarah was choking her. What is this motion? I don't know. What's this motion called? I want to pass. Uh, yeah, pass. 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 Um, I'm done. Don't call me. Strangling herself, kind of thing. I forget um, what he said. I got. I got nothing. That's it. Well, let, let me. Let me. Let me. Let's do this. Let's do this. Um, give me a minute. Okay. Okay. Actually, re- repeat, I, repeat what you said. Um, for all of us, and then we will give you our. Uh, uh, so just to make it fresh, you know. Yeah, because I also I also forgot what you said. <laughs> I'll be honest, I also forgot. I mean, I, rem- I remember Paul. I was ready to fire it off. I'm ready. There's five people in here, man. <laughs> also, yeah, I'm but we 50. forgot with the guy who said Dark Knight of the Soul. I forgot. Oh, that's what right, the right. fuck were you saying? Okay, okay. so now it's coming back. back. Okay, repeat what you said about Dark Knight of the Soul. I just currently find myself in that place that people would refer to that mm. and oh um, but it's that's right but it's not that but it's not yes it is passing through you know a crucible passing through a birth canal mm. it is mm-hmm. dark it is there are questions there are answers yet to be heard it is a frightful time but one that i you know every day is an act of defiance to get to the end mm-hmm. and to see how this is all going to shake out with intention. Yes. Okay, Brandon, what did Paul say? Um, Paul, I hear the story of a man who is fucking in it. Yeah. Who's in it yeah. and navigating it and navigating it with, with curiosity and openness and um, willingness to meet whatever comes your way um, and face it head on. Mm. Meredith, what did you hear Paul say? I heard Paul say that he is he's willing and has been peeling off the things that that don't serve him anymore for the life that for mm. who he is yeah who he knows himself to be who's learning himself to be who he's learning that he is and for the life that he wants and he's and he's willing to do what it takes to um 
even though it's really uncomfortable right. to just keep peeling back those those layers. Is it just me, or do you guys also think that Meredith is extremely perceptive? Yeah, isn't she really? I don't perceptive? think I know. Oh no, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but it's always um um, and it's not. I mean, I think you're extroverted, but the kind of quiet observer is the one that usually um, is the one that's right or the most accurate. And even though you're very extroverted, Chuck, you kind of see, you know, the kind of quiet observer that takes in, observes and takes in a lot. So Profound analogies. Oh, thank yeah. you. Sarah, what did you hear Paul say? Okay, well, first of all, earlier, it wasn't necessarily like a pass. Yes. Like a hard pass. It was so a more... I had a moment with Paul in the kitchen during oh. the chicken fiasco. Oh, I didn't know that. Um, that I was just fixated on a little bit more. And, and it, essentially, it was just him, you know, elaborating on the same thing and just experiencing and hearing somebody who really is going through everything that we essentially prepare for with mm. all of these healing practices and, and just... I don't know, just being present and, and accepting that and feeling that and understanding what that energy is like. And also knowing, like, he has everything to get through, like, what you're experiencing. Yeah. And if anybody can crush everything that you're facing and experiencing, it's you. you. And not only are you doing it, but, like, you're simultaneously helping other people as well. And as John always loves to say, like, building the bus while you're driving, it's like you're doing it and feeling it and experiencing it and holding other people through that as well. And I think that that is much more powerful than somebody standing on a podium who's never experienced half of what you've experienced and are going through, you know, touting orders or saying, this is how you do it. But you're like, this is what I'm thinking, feeling and experiencing. And that is so much more powerful and relatable. Paul, this is what I hear you say. And I swear, I don't think it's from me, man. I think it's from something bigger because um, it was, I almost felt like, because I, I was thinking, okay, what, 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 does, what does John Kim hear him say, uh, hear you say? But then um, this other voice came in very subtly. And this is what it said. Uh, what I hear you say is you jumped off the parking structure, but you're now realizing that you have wings. Mm-hmm. That's all I heard, man. And so as I heard it, I was trying to put that together, being like, oh, fuck. But that's, that's what I see in you, you know. Well, everyone, thank you for um, being here. And if you're listening to this and you were at the retreat, I also want to say that uh, if you noticed the entire staff hid in the kitchen while you were eating, and... Um, that was because we're all socially awkward <laughs> at times. <laughs> um, but also, you know, there was a part of me that, you know, as people who, um, um, uh, you know, with a therapist or the coach or the person that is the facilitator, um, I think that we are a family. Like we kind of represent a family, whether it's the crazy uncle, that's me, or, um, you know, Meredith has the, 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 the motherly taking care of you. I mean, literally cooking food for you. Paul has the, uh, you know, the dad, right? The, the parental, um, and, and also men felt that from you, from the last retreat. And then Sarah and Brandon, I don't know. I, I don't know where you guys fit in the family. Uh, maybe siblings. <laughs> siblings. No, I, said, I said this was the cool this was the cool sister. The cool that, sister. Like, when shit went down, mm-hmm. this is who you call. Mm-hmm. 
and Brandon was the cool brother who comes in an off season yes. and it's a blast. Yeah, yeah. You're like fucking Jesse. Full house. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Jesse from Full and, yes. I mean, and, they were outside in the snow digging out, both of them. Sarah has her tank top, her sunglasses in, in snow. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You know? And they're exactly. both out there like right. laughing and like, you know, it was, and, it was great. And so for the family and the people that we are servicing or the kids, um, it's sometimes important for um, the parents to remove themselves to allow the kids to engage and to connect. And so um, that's what we did and that's why you didn't see us during dinner. Thank you for listening. Be well. <laughs>